Hi, everyone. Happy Sabbath. Thank you for this special. I have known this lady for what? About three, four years, more or less. But it seems like it's so many years, and it seems like also it's been just yesterday, right? I didn't get your name. What's your name? My name is Craig Cole. Craig Cole. Pastor Cole. Pastor Cole. I see. Pastor Cole. And who is this? My wife, Bonnie. 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 And how long have you guys been married? Thank you for asking. She's 41 years this month. You hear that, guys? 41 years. And how many months? This month. Oh, oh this month. Yes. And how many hours? If I will ask her when was the first kiss that you guys got, she will tell me what was the first kiss, right? <laughs> you know, breaking the ice is one of the, of the good things that we do as a leaders or as a co-workers or as a friends. And one of the good things that I like about Jesus, that he break the eyes with the poor. And he break the eyes also with the rich. And wherever he went, he was a friend to each one of them, regardless what the status was. Me working as a chaplain uh, in a hospital and working as a chaplain for the community I get to meet so many people, so many people. And we do Bible work in that sense. And sometimes we work or we talk about anything but Jesus, anything but the Word, anything but the kingdom. But when it comes to the second section, or the third or the fourth, then they go, why are you here? And I just always said, just to do companionship. Just companion, just to be here for you. And you know, in hospice, people has from hours to days, months, or minutes. Sometimes when I get there, and that was the last visit that I get to make. <clears throat> and in order for me to develop, or in order for me to share the gospel, sometimes I don't get to share the gospel. But guess what? God in me just by the attitude, just by being there with the family, they can see the light. Not my light, but Jesus Christ's light. Because he said that he is the light. He is the soul. And today's message is about friendship. And not only friendship as my friend who I wanted to get married or I want to get know. But it, what is friendship? And I went around with, a, 
with the, a lot of people. And a lot of them say so many different things. And I'm going to start over here because I think that they have been developed some kind of friendship dur during all these, what, 20 years? 41. <laughs> 41. So what is friendship to you? Something that you talk to, someone that you're confident with. Pastor, go ahead. Yeah, since you have that. Friendship starts with God. And then you make friends with others. And basically, it's you guard their hearts as much as you can through sharing, sharing Jesus with others. Right. And you get so close to the friend that you share things about yourself you you and and they share with you right and you know you get a, a closeness and in the bible there's a very good example oh really david and jonathan that friendship was incredible uh-huh amen amen to that We'll get to the others about what friendship is, but I want to share with you what some of the youth said what friendship was for them. And this is what they said. It says, someone you can trust. Someone you can care about it. And he, she is always there for you. And then the last one says, someone to love. And what is love? When it comes to love, I just remember one of our favors, John 3.16. To me, that's one of the, it, it just touched my heart. And it goes wherever it goes. And so, listen to what the Bible Tell us about friendship. In the F, to me, I got faithful, faithfulness. And as a couple, since you guys are holding hands, do you mind if I ask, what is faithfulness to you? For me, faithfulness is to have the peace of mind that my husband will never go anywhere else and... Um, I can trust him. It's a peace of mind. Peace of mind. And let me tell you more. Do you think that faithful, being faithful him to you, that's what it's all about? Or faithfulness is, or being faithful is being, being faithful to myself? Because you know what? If I've been faithful because of the person or the person, but if I'm not faithful to myself, you know, starts with me. So regardless in this, in this world right now, uh, how many couples we see that they break? I mean, you know, how many um, pre-counseling we do in our lives? The ones that we really care for our youth, the ones that we really care for our couples, the ones that we really care for the families. 
We go, it doesn't matter if it is 1 o'clock in the morning, 2 o'clock in the morning. I mean, I don't know. Everybody's different. But when we talk about, look at what the, what the Bible says right there in um, Revelations 2 tens. Be faithful until dead. Be faithful until dead. And being faithful, do you think Jesus was faithful to himself? Sure. Yeah. Until he what? Until he died. And so if he was faithful, he's sharing with us how friendship should be with our spouse if you're married, with our kids if you have some, grandkids, or just your friend, your parents. For the youth, sometimes they lack of that because in this world it's so hard right now to be faithful to one another. But if we be faithful to God, we can be faithful to ourselves and to our loved ones. Look what I have for the art, royal. I like that word, royal. You know why? Because I always said, you're a princess. But sometimes they don't believe that they're princess because they say, I don't have enough money. I mean, look at where I live. Sometimes you go outside I mean, you know, me working in, in L.A., I see so many people without homes. And how can you tell them that they belong to the royal? How can you say, you know, you're a daughter of God. You're a princess. But they're right there. Grabbing food from where? From the trash cans. But we choose that kind of life. I mean, look at what it says in our Bible about the royal family. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, it says, But you are chosen generation and royal priesthood and holy nation. We are a holy nation. You're right, under God. But we need to live like one. With the youth, I always say, hey, princess, how are you? When I, when I send my text to them, because, you know, now it's just about FaceTime. It's just about texting. It's just about email. It's not like about 40 years ago that you guys write a letter and say, hey, you know what? I've been thinking about you. Um, would you like to go to get some whatever he might say, or vice versa. We like to go for a walk. You know? Do you still write to your loved ones? But that royal thing, how Jesus came. He left his throne. He came here as a human being. And he lived like what? Like a prince. And he showed us, even though he didn't have where he's supposed to lay down. But he showed us that this world is not where we stand on for the rest of our lives. We are just in process to go to our home. And from there, we know. The Bible tells us so. But we need to believe that. If you don't believe 
that you belong to the royal family, it's up to you. It's your choice. But I believe that I'm a prince. And I believe that you know what? He is my king. He is my savior. And I belong to him. For the kids, sometimes it's so hard to believe it because sometimes we don't live like ones. But if we believe like ones, like Jesus did, guess what? It becomes a different way of living. Being a Christian is just not being a Christian. It's a different way to live. It's, it's another status. It's different. Some of the families, they go, how do you do that? And they go, how do, you do, how do I do what? How do you live like that? Always laughing, always cheerful, always, well, because Jesus is in me. I always said, I will not hate you. I will not hate you. Even though I wanted to sometimes, but guess what? If Jesus is in me, and if Jesus is love, guess what? I'm going to share what? His love, his kindness, his presence, his hope. And I, the hate doesn't live in me. If he used to live before, in his word he says, you are a new what? A new creature. And if you are a new creature, everything is done differently. So don't forget that you belong to what? To the royal. For the E, for the E or the I, we put integrity. 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 And you know what the Bible says about that? In John 14, 6, it says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And nobody comes to our God, to our Father, but it's through Him. Now, for us, I know the need that it is because you share it with me. For our neighbors, for our neighbors, if we walk in, as an integrity or as an integer or as a, you know, my life, it doesn't go this way or that way. It just go straight. And we love to one another. Do you think that they will come over? They will. But sometimes it is so hard. Let me tell you one one. Uh, one one example. The other day I was preaching in another church. And right next to the church, believe me, right next to the church, there was what? Homeless. Now, I know for a fact, I know that we cannot change the homeless. We cannot change. You hear me? We cannot change them. The only one who will be able to change them it's Jesus. But we got to do our what? Our share. If it is in us. But sometimes we get so tired 
Because everything is what? It's costly, isn't it? Yes. It's costly. And, and we have to come to the reality. Unless we are rich with money, then we can provide. But even though Jesus said that the poor, we will always have them. Always. So what we need to share with them, just what we have. And show them the way. Because I'm not the way. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. And when they see that, they will say, you know what, don't worry about it anymore. So what I did at that moment, I was preaching right here, and I got out. But before I got out, guess what? I went and talked to every single one of them. And I asked about why they were homeless. And one of them shared his life with me. And he said that he was so powerful. He had so much money, so, so many uh, properties and stuff like that. But what happens in his life, he lost his father. He lost his mom. He lost two sisters and a brother. So you work in mental health, isn't it? Mental health? Yeah, she works in mental health, mental unit. And how, how do you use so? But how do they are mentally when something happens? They're so broken. They're so broken. And we don't know sometimes. But sometimes we tend to what? To judge. But we don't know what they go through. And sometimes our churches are the same way. Sometimes we tend to do so. And it's hard not to. It is really hard not to do that. The only way that we're not going to be able to do that is if we have Jesus in ourselves. And the next word that I have, you guys are going to see that it's going to help us today. I learned that when I was uh, taking my CPE, my clinical pastoral education. I didn't learn that in the seminary, but it was on the clinical pastoral education. Now look for the integrity. This is the last verse that I have in that. Joshua 24, 14. It says, Now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in integrity and in truth. It is very important to remember that. Serve him with integrity and in truth. Now we're going to go to the next one. E. What do you think they have for the E? Ethics. <clears throat> ethics. And sometimes we don't know what the word ethic is. On the board, when we have our meetings, sometimes we hear so many things. And sometimes we tend to forget that part, ethics. And what I learned about the word is that every single one is entitled to express what? Themselves. But most of the times, I don't like what he said. I don't like what he said. I don't like what the other person said. I not even like what the pastor says or wants to do. And it's true. And it's okay. In otherwise, imagine, are we perfect? 
when Jesus came, let me ask you questions. Was everybody okay with what Jesus came to do? No. No. There were just a few. There were just a few. Look what I have. Philippians 4.8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good, of good report, and there be any virtue, and if there be any price, think of these things. So what I learned is to respect in this world. Respect the point of view of every single one of them. And even though I don't agree with it, because guess what? We are not perfect. And friendship, it's about that. And Jesus knows how we are. And he accepts us just the way we are. But sometimes it's hard for us to accept the person just the way they are. So, for example, our kids, our kids are not perfect. And they come and they run and we want them to be the best way we teach them. But, you know, when they get older, sometimes I'm going to share something with you. Sometimes they go outside and they drink. Sometimes they go outside and they, do, and they do some drugs. They do. They do. Sometimes they go to the bars. Because you know what? Sometimes it is, they just kind of wandering. Their minds are kind of wandering. See what, what will be like. But as soon as we find out they're doing that, guess what? We want to shoot them all the way out for those doors. And then we go outside and we try to get some other people. But we don't know how these people, what their values are, and we don't know what they bring to our churches. But the ones that we already know Guess what? We say we don't want them like this. Throw them under the bus. We throw them out on the bus. And we shoot them all the way, far away. So sometimes, I guess, what we lack is try to be friend with those people. Find out what, what really is going on. The other day, I was so sad because one of our youths was using one of the masks. He had his glasses on. He had this part covered. As soon as I saw the news, I knew who he was. I knew who he was. And I was shocked. I, why in the world you did this? I was trying to help him out. I was not a pastor of that church. But he was in our friend's side. And I only can pray for the person because he makes his 
his own choices. I was talking to the mayor in one of the cities, and he was going to be one of the police guys to be there. And I'm not judging him. I'm just praying on him that the light and the love and the kindness of Jesus Christ will kind of get into him and forget about everybody else. But to remember that Jesus died for him too. And that is his best friend. And how many times, Pastor Right, we see a lot of youth going over or a lot of couples leaving the churches because they forget that their best friend is Jesus Christ. It's Jesus Christ. And they need to develop the friendship. And when do we finish developing the friendship with Jesus? For the eternity, for the rest of our lives. Forever. For the end. We're in the end. Never give up. Never give up. And I say one more time. Never give up. So you guys, never give up. Look around. You may don't see a lot of human beings. But this church is in fire of the Holy Spirit. This church is in fire of the Holy Spirit. And those boots that you see right there, the angels are sitting down listening to the word of Jesus, to his love, to his kindness, to his presence. But it's up to us to continue sharing what? That kind of fire. It's up to us. And guess what? We're not going to convert anybody. We're not. The Holy Spirit is going to work through them. I went around to check around just a few blocks over. And there is so much work to do. There is so much work to do. And I've been praying for you guys for this time. And God will send someone for you with the fire. Joshua 1.9. Have not commanded. Be strong. And good courage. Be not afraid. Never, never, never be afraid. Because what? Because he is with us through the rest of our lives. I know it's hard, but who has it is? Not even our president. And he's millionaire, billionaire, and he doesn't have it is either. Continue praying for him. Yes. So God will, will guide his life, his thoughts. Because every time I see him, he hates everybody. You know why he hates everybody? Because he hates himself. Because he's not content. The Bible says, be content with what you have. And sometimes we don't think that we don't have anything. But if we have Jesus Christ, we have what? We have everything. Think about it. Think about it. 
So sometimes we work so hard and it seems like a, the more that we work, the less that we, that, we, that, we, that we make, the less that we do. But we're alive. Thanks God for that. Thanks God for that. So never, never, never give up. Because you know, if you give up, guess what? There's only two ways. Only two ways. Jesus or his enemy. There's no three ways. There's no five ways. There's only two ways. Isaiah 41.10, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismissed, for I am thy God. He is our God, and he is with us 24-7. He never leaves us. Our angel is always there for you and for me. Sometimes we think that he's not there, but guess what? He's there. Jonah wanted to leave. Jonah didn't want to listen to him. But guess what? He was there. He said, I am with you. Never give up. For the D, we need to have dignity. We need to have respect. We need to have honor. <clears throat> honor. And that's what Jesus did. Even though he was poor, he never robbed. He never did something that was against his father's law. Those are part of our values. As a Christians, I say royal. We walk with integrity. And we need to remember that he is with us. Job 40.10, you read it. Adam yourself with eminence and dignity and clothe yourself with honor, dignity, and majesty. Sometimes we think that because so-and-so, they're going so bad in their lives, we think they don't have a relationship with Jesus. And who are we to say that? Who are we? Sometimes we say, oh, yeah, he goes through this, through that, through this, because he doesn't have a relationship with God. But let me ask you a question. Job is one of, gosh, that story. He didn't know what was going on. He didn't know. But it's written for us to know that sometimes the enemy, not my enemy, but Jesus' enemy, he's asking for your life. So, well, you know, he's like that because you give him everything. And what happened with his wife? At the end, right? What she said. Curse God and die. Curse God and die. <coughs> Curse. But he said what? I know my Redeemer liveth. I know my Redeemer. Though, though he slay me, yet will I serve him. Yeah. And after all of that, 
God put his cloth on him and with dignity. And he stood there with the pain, with everything he was going through. And you know, we're here, but pastor, I don't know what you're going through. You seem happy with your wife, but I don't know if your kids. I don't know if you have grandkids. I don't know if you pay the rent. I don't know if you ate some breakfast this morning. I don't know if you fight this morning. I don't know what's going on in your life, but I'm sure it's not, it's not simple, right? Or each one of us. I mean, you don't know what I'm going through. I'm here. But you guys don't know what I'm going through. And if you guys will know, you guys will sh be shocked. You guys will be shocked. But each one of us, we go through a different situations. We're human beings. We're not perfect. And if we don't go through that, if we want everything perfect. Now let me ask you a question. I am better than, than Jesus? Are you better than Jesus? Never. So why do you want everything to go right? He, the Son of God, came over and he suffered for you and I. And he showed us that suffering makes ourselves to be strong. Moses, for example, Joshua, Daniel, Sarah, and so on and so on. There's so many. I mean, look at Daniel. God give back his dignity to who? To Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar. And he was one of the kings. And what he said, I haven't done all this myself. And before he said everything, the prophecy, boom, right there. Seven years. Mentally ill. Mentally ill. But guess what? After those seven years, he raised up his eyes. And he said, God, my God, you are my creator. And if he did it to someone who, doesn't, who didn't know who Jesus was, that's what we think that he didn't know. <coughs> but guess what? He knew. Because the three Hebrews, because Daniel... He saw what was going on. And we also have seen what Jesus has done through all these people. But sometimes we tend to what? We tend to forget. We tend to ignore. Be sincere. Sincere. It's important. It is important to be sincere. You know, in, when I do marriage counseling, pre-marriage counseling, I always say, make sure you talk about everything. But, but think about what you're going to say. And don't say it, everything you think. You hear me? Think about what you're going to say. But don't say everything you think, even though you're right. Even though you're right. I'm serious. And you know why? 
Because you see those couples, and sometimes she or he has the right thing to say. But if whatever you're going to say, it's going to make the relationship break down a little bit. Why are you saying that? Why are you saying? So be sincere. Sometimes you need to breathe. And Jesus also said that these things. See? He said that sometimes you're going to say the truth, but not all the truth. You have to think about it. You have to mentally always think what's going on in that part. His grace was with Moses all the time, and his grace is with you 24-7. God is the most sincere human being that it happened in this life, and it is open to us open to us. So think about it. Think about what life it is. We almost finished. Give me two minutes. Psalms 54, 4. We are in the age. And guess what the age stands for? Sometimes if this part is so heavy, can lift it, I will ask for what? For help. help. For help. And guess who's our helper? David said, my help doesn't come from where? From those mountains. It comes from the highest. And he lifted up his, himself. And he said, my help will come from Jesus Christ, from God. So ourselves, sometimes we want our help from our neighbors, from our brothers, from our pastors, from our deacons. And guess what? It comes from someplace else where he thinks that you're going to have the help. So he is our helper. So we need to think about it. The eye, the second eye, we need to have instruction. Second Timothy 3.16, for instruction in righteousness. In righteousness. That's a huge word that sometimes we, we tend to forget that. We need to remember our friendship with Jesus. And we need to remember that if we have the friendship with him, we can have any friendship with anybody. With anybody. Even though with the rocks. Even though with the rocks. You can think about anything. But the instruction, he said, Jesus, instruct the little ones. So when they get older, they will not be a part of. A part of what? A part of the relationship with God, with our Creator, the ones who said, and guess what? It was created. P. Guess what is P for? Hold on, did I miss anyone? No, that's P right there. P. The most important thing that you do and that we do and that you did. Prayed about everything. And he said that there is no prayer that it won't be answered. And let me tell you one prayer from one of our friends that I was doing the pre-counseling. He said, 
and I'm going to pretend that this is the lady. So he said they were, they were praying in couples. And he was all the way far over there, and the lady was over here. All right? And so the pastor said, okay, that's a prayer time, you guys. Get your partners. We're going to pray into So while he was talking, he walking, he walking, he walking, he walking, he walking, he walking. And pastor was saying, get hands with it, get hands with it. So he came over to the person. They hold hands. And on the prayer, guess what? He says, Lord, I know this lady for so many years. And I'm asking you, Lord, to please touch her heart, that I want to marry her. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. That was, oh, oh wow. I was just like, really? You, 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 you asked for the lady at the moment? And guess what? They got married years after. But the lady is the one who was telling us. That's how he did it. That was the declaration right in there. They were not boyfriend and girlfriend. They were just members of a church. But, you know, it was right there. So, guys, friendship is important. Think about it. God bless this beautiful church. Amen. 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 Shall we do the prayer now? All right. Father in heaven, we thank you so much for your love, your kindness, your presence. Thank you for the relationship that you want to have with us. Thank you, Lord, for the friendship. I know you're there for us. Help us to love to one another. And help us to remember this story about the royal, about the ethnicity, I mean, I mean about everything that you taught us today. And Father, don't let us forget our relationship with you and to pray on a daily basis, to talk to you, to listen to your voice. And Father, I know your angels are here. Give us the courage and let us, help us never to give up. And one day we're gonna see this church full with kids, couples, and Lord, the community that is around us, giving them the opportunity to meet your royal family. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Bless